Hello and welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jason. And we're here with this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. We're calling this one Biden's Massive Package. But before (laughs) you go digging around in his slacks looking for that massive package, (laughs) I want to announce that you should uh, do me a favor and go to YouTube and type in Forged in Fur. Mm. And you'll see a video of, uh, well, me. <laughs> and it was filmed by our lovely Amanda. That's and, right. Uh, it's a video, a comedy video that I made for the YouTube. And I want it to go viral. <laughs> and we need the snow globe's help. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it. And I think uh, it's funny. It's a parody of the Forged in Fire television show. Yeah, if you mix Forged in Fire with cats. Right. Uh, which was the theme of it. I'm going to make another episode. This is just the first one. Yeah. Um, we had to start somewhere. I'm trying to get the virality rolling, as right. it were. Yeah. So, um, and speaking of viruses, um, <laughs> Biden has busted out his massive package to uh, help us defeat this virus. He has. It's been really funny on the news, like in the morning, Good Morning America's on, and I come in and they're like, today we're going to talk about Biden's massive stimulus package, or just his massive <laughs> yeah, package. Yeah, George Stephanopoulos. Nopolis. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can never say his name. Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus was like, and up next, Joe Biden's massive package. <laughs> yeah, it's been cracking me up all day. <laughs> Well, for oh, the week, really, honestly, yeah. and every time they say it, sometimes they put the word stimulus in there. But if you take that out, they're just talk. They're just saying Biden's massive mm-hmm. package, yeah, which is hilarious. But we're all getting fourteen hundred dollar checks, woo-hoo, woo-hoo, woo-hoo. unless you're making over a lot of money, more yeah, than I make. Yeah, way more than you and I probably will ever make. Yeah, so um, you know, if you are us common folk, you're getting your fourteen hundred dollar check, and we were thinking about what we wanted to spend our checks on. Oh yeah. That was part of what we were talking about. Yeah. What are you going to spend yours on? I've had, uh, in my mind, there's been two two uh, things that I would want to choose from. One would be like blacksmithing equipment because I've <laughs> been watching a lot of Forged in Fire. I was going to say, is this connected to that Forged in Fire yeah, parody that, you made? I'm one of the many people who that television show has made buy stuff. The interesting thing about that show is sometimes the contestants will come on and actually say like, I watched this show, and mm-hmm. the first thing I did was go out and learn how to forge. Yeah. It makes you want to do it really bad. It is, Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And then the second thing I was thinking about spending it on would be a vasectomy. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are pretty different. Yeah, I know. Well, if, if I got the right tools, I might be able to do the second one with the tools from the first one. <laughs> That's disgusting. No, 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 no. But... Um, I, I I can't decide. I wanted to. I was thinking about putting a poll up on her Facebook and maybe asking the Snow Globe if they if they had a preference. So what do you guys think? Do you think vasectomy or blacksmithing equipment? <laughs> We're gonna put that out there for her. how to spend your fourteen hundred. Yeah, how I should spend my fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> just let them vote. Yeah, because I can't very decide. Very democratic of you. <laughs> I can't decide. They're both. They both sound so great to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of them, you know, make opens up a lot more work for me to do, and the other one prevents a lot of work for me to do. <laughs> That's a good way to put it yeah that's the way i've been thinking about it what would you do with yours well i think my fourteen hundred dollars is gonna go towards our amanda wants to sit on a beach somewhere fund. yeah try to get to a beach yeah because it's we're, we're we're fast approaching the three-year mark since i've seen the ocean yeah it's rough 
and I I need to see an ocean. Yeah, that would be. And nice. I needed to do it in a way that's safe. Mm-hmm. So yes, I could have already gone to the beach during the COVID. But we didn't. Crisis. But I chose not to because I didn't feel that it was the safe decision, a safe uh-huh. move to make. Because you got to stay somewhere. You got to mm-hmm. find food, etc. So I want to be able to go and do all those things and know and feel yeah. safe. Well, we should do that. I need I a would. break. Yeah. Oh, I hope we get a chance to do that. And I hope Biden's massive package contributes yes. to Yes. <laughs> I hope so, too. Well, as it turns out, Biden's package isn't only about... Um, uh, beach vasectomies and <laughs> blacksmithing equipment. <laughs> There's more to it w- than just our direct payments. Yeah. And I was curious, like, what's in the whole bill? Mm-hmm. So I looked around. The best article I found was one on uh, BBC.com. Mm-hmm. And it was called Biden Stimulus Plan, colon. It cost $1.9 trillion, but what's in it? Right. Which is a pretty good title because that's uh, what I wanted to know. Yeah. And it did it like a breakdown of the different... Uh, categories and they were uh, direct payments, which is our check. Right, it's the fourteen hundred dollars that mm-hmm. each of us is going going to receive. There's some jobless jobless assistance, so uh, there's three hundred dollars a week unemployment payments that they're extending out for right. a while. So yeah, federal unemployment. Yeah, mm-hmm. helping with federal unemployment, which is good. Yeah. Um, there's parental support, which is like a tax credit. They're increasing the tax credit you get for kids from two thousand dollars to uh, thirty six hundred. Right. Um. So you won't get money for having more kids, but you'll save money on your taxes. You get more back. Right. That one Republicans were on board with, by the way. They rate these on how much the Republicans were on board. Oh, yeah. So Republicans were four out of five on board with the direct payments. So they were they liked that. And they were three out of five on board with the jobless assistance. They, they were, eh. They were like, oh. But they were totally on board with the parental support. Well, they so, love they love a tax break. Yeah, tax credit. That's yeah. that's that's right up the Republicans' alley. Yeah, they like this next one too. The next one is uh, tests and vaccines. Seventy billion dollars was for COVID tests and COVID vaccines. Oh, and speaking of, I got my. Oh vaccine. yeah, I Amanda got, got her vaccinated this week. Yeah, she got hers. She got her Johnson and Johnson. I'm still waiting on mine because yeah. I haven't got my text, but I'm I'm in line. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, she just got lucky. I got very, very lucky. Yeah, they they had them available, and she was there. They were going to go to waste. Yeah, that's, and so they sent yeah. out a SOS uh-huh. <laughs> and said, "Come get them." Um, and that made me feel really happy. I was happy for you. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. I wished I could have got mine that day, but I didn't. Um, the next thing is, uh, they were going to spend 170 billion dollars of this package on uh reopening schools. So yeah, now that's interesting. Mm-hmm, that's a big chunk of it, 170 billion. And what's that? What is that going to cover? That's going to cover the cost of ventilation, making smaller class sizes, oh, right, masks, yeah. cleaning supplies, adding plexiglass, all those things. So basically, making it safer mm-hmm. for children to be in a shared space. Yeah, only two out of five Republicans were on board with that. Shocking. Which is interesting because they're the ones bitching about reopening. <laughs> yeah, they're schools. like reopen, and we're like, okay. Okay, but we have to make it safe. And they're like, no. Yeah. So they don't want us to spend that $170 billion on that, which is insane because they wanted the schools to reopen. Right. So whatever. Yeah. And then the, the next chunk is business. So they, they there's a lot of money in this package for businesses. And they broke it down by like district or like what kind of business it is. 
Like so, industry. Mm-hmm. So $25 billion for restaurants. Okay. $15 billion for airlines. $8 billion for airports, which is, I don't really get the why that's different, but I guess airports are different companies. or Yeah, I, I think the airport's its own thing separate from the airline. Yeah, probably. $30 billion on transit, so that's like all the other kinds of transit besides planes. Trains and automobiles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like the movie, but leave out the plane $1.5 billion on Amtrak. I don't know really anything about that because I've never been on an Amtrak, but it's a train. Yet. It's One day, train. maybe, yeah, we'll Amtrak then, somewhere. Three billion on aerospace manufacturing, so um, like building airplanes, building planes, which I do know is a different company thing altogether. And five out of five Republicans were on board with that. So, so they were on board with the business. Mm-hmm. And now is that like loans or they're grants? Oh, okay. so I don't think they have to be repaid. I think they're government grants. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then um, they're spending three hundred and fifty billion dollars. So a massive chunk of it is going to local governments to help local governments who have been completely screwed and lost all their income from the. Uh, pandemic. Okay. Only one out of five Republicans were on board with that. Again, blows my mind because I thought Republicans loved small government. Yeah, that's in- so okay. So the Republicans weren't super keen on Giving helping or bailing out, however you want to word it. Local governments. Lo- small government. I don't understand that because they love small government. You would think taking money from the big government and giving them to a small government would be something Republicans like, but. Apparently not, because we live in bizarro world where Republicans make no sense anymore. <laughs> it's true. And they're just a cult of Trump. Like, it makes no sense to me, but that's where yeah. we live. Huh. Another part of it is paid leave and health insurance. They wanted to put money into that. Only two out of five Republicans were down for that. Hmm. That one makes more sense to me. Yeah. Um, From their normal perspective right, from their they normal point of view yeah that's too socialist for them and then they um the part that failed they wanted to increase the minimum wage to 15 dollars an hour zero of five republicans were on board for that so much so that rep- the, the democrats had to cut it out of the massive package right, they yeah. had to do a briss and cut the tip off of biden's <laughs> massive package and get rid of the uh the minimum wage the increase. minimum wage yeah that was the uh foreskin of the bill as it were <laughs> in my in my metaphor there <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is like the breakdown of it. And it sounds like, you know, one point time nine trillion dollars sounds like a lot of money, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's more than my my brain can comprehend, mm-hmm. really. But I don't think it's as much as uh we're they're kind of trying to make it out to be uh for the government. Oh yeah. And I got some other numbers to kind of to kind of lay out here to make that point. Okay. So if you took the top eight billionaires, so like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. You know, uh, those people that own Google, Sanjay and the other guy. Uh-huh. Um, Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. You know, you took eight of them. They could pay for the entire thing. So eight <laughs> dudes could pay for the whole thing. That's crazy. To give you an idea of it ain't that big. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, it's crazy just to think that they have that much money. Yeah. Like, what's that like? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> what is that life like? It's it's pretty awesome, I assume. I, I don't know. We'll have to ask Elon. Yeah. Hey, One Elon. day, hopefully, we'll get to interview him. Yeah. <laughs> what's that like, Elon? Yeah, that, I just find that, like, puts it into perspective pretty good. But to give you another thing, I mean, if you take the amount of money that Americans, that we all together spend on healthcare every year, uh-huh. it's uh, $6.19 trillion. Wow. Three times what the stimulus package is. We spend three times the stimulus package on just healthcare every year before the pandemic, by the way. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it ain't that big. Mm, if yeah. it was, then, you know, it would be a 
much bigger deal for the government to be paying it. Right. Um, and then I also have some other like interesting things just to give you an idea of what we spend on things. So the military is $718 billion a year, which is, we're going to say a little bit more than, or a little bit less than half of the COVID bill. We spend every, every year, year on, on the military. Just the military. Yeah. That's just to tell you that it ain't that much money for the government is my point. Right. Because everyone's like the Republicans want to argue that this is too much money to be spending. And yeah. I, my point is that it's it's but not. they're totally cool with yeah. half the amount going to the military every year. Yeah. And this is a one time thing. We spend $182 billion keeping people in prison every year. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. I know. Think about that. That's a basically uh, like what a tenth of it right mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. just on prisons yeah. per year. Just keeping people in prison, keeping people in prison where they're catching COVID. By the way, yeah, right. <laughs> Lovely, um, great. Oh, and guess what we spend on education? I don't know. Sixty billion. So, <laughs> so by comparison, significantly less than we spend on putting people in prison. And the military. And the military. Way less. Yeah. Wow. That we spend on education. Yeah. So, I mean, wow. if there's anything that's out of whack with these numbers. It's I'm, our priorities? Yeah. It's our priorities are all jacked up. And somehow they're considering that this $1.9 trillion is the mistake. And I guess that's another point I'm making with these numbers is like, there's lots of mistakes in here. And it ain't this $1.9 trillion on COVID right. relief. Yes. There are other mistakes in here. Like this one. We spend $50 billion a year fighting the drug war in America. Yeah. $50 billion a year just wasted on bullshit. <laughs> the war on drugs. Uh-huh. For How's highway- that going? Yeah. <laughs> and for something that you would think, you know, this is really important, highway and water, that is $416 billion a year. So we're if we're willing to spend four hundred sixteen to make sure we have good roads, and they're not good, by the way, uh, what is what are we doing spending $50 billion on a drug war that does nothing? That ain't working. And then complaining about spending $2 trillion on helping America get out of the hell that we just went through from 2020. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. We spend $17.7 billion on border patrol. Border patrol. Interesting. I know. So those are just like some ways to think about like these numbers because... I think, Just to kind of put it, I guess, into perspective when yeah. your Republican mm-hmm. family or friend is saying, that's too much money to be spending. Yeah. And it's like, well, there is too much money being spent, but it ain't there is yeah. what my And then there's is. other things where we're not spending nearly enough. I really think we need to cut out on that $182 billion for prisons. That's insane. That's that, a lot. What are we doing? Just to keep people incarcerated. That's just to keep people incarcerated. We spend another $80 billion a year building prisons. Oh, yeah. that's Because that's a separate thing. A separate thing. Yeah. It's just hard to even wrap your brain around those kind of numbers. And then when we're saying a one-time thing to bail out America, we need almost $2 trillion. They're like, no! <laughs> it's what the... Well, doesn't kind of the war on drugs, that money just sort of fund or help to fund the incarceration? Yeah, pretty fund. much. And then you incarcerate, you need more prisons. Mm-hmm. So that helps fund the building of the prison, which is all one giant racist cesspool. Yeah. <laughs> and we would rather do that with the money. And so, I don't know. I just want... I Meanwhile, thought, education's like barely getting a, yeah. a, a, a coin tossed at them. I thought we would whip out some other packages to put beside Biden's to get an idea of scale. Yeah, that's a lot of packages, though. That's is what I was a saying. a lot to, to present. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I hope you out there in the snow globe understand that it ain't that much money. And I know you do. 
Yeah, and we also hope you enjoy your $1,400. Hell yeah, I hope you do too. And if <laughs> Do you, something awesome with it. Do some, If you go somewhere, uh, when you get there, tell them about the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. Oh, yeah. That should be your first priority, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don't even bother like <laughs> meeting and greeting or going out to eat. Just just immediately start talking yeah, because about this podcast. We are going to make this podcast even greater. We've been doing this for almost nine months now. Yeah. I love doing this podcast. It's one of my favorite things to do in the world i want to keep it going we do it every single monday we put out an episode mm-hmm. i'm really proud of what we've done i am too it's been a very interesting experience it's been a learning experience mm-hmm. of how to even do this and then how to make it to where it's tolerable yeah. to others <laughs> yeah but i've I listened to the i listen to our episodes and i'm like wow that's pretty good like i really enjoy that i, I like the way we do this and i really like doing it it's fun it makes me feel good mm-hmm. And I, I'm shocked that there are people that like it as much as I do. And I'm very thankful that you guys are out there. And we really wanted to say we appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. And we also wanted to say that we have big plans coming for the show. We, I have always seen the show as being much bigger than what we've been able to do during the pandemic. Yeah, we've been fairly limited just due to, you know, just due to COVID and, and safety. I mean, obviously... The pandemic was the reason we were able to actually begin this. Yeah, because we had this the time. journey because we had the time. There was a big time investment at the beginning to figuring out how to do it. Yeah, and so in a w- in a way, we're kind of glad for that opportunity. But mm-hmm. now that we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, we're seeing opportunities for the show. Yeah, for sure to grow into what I originally envisioned, which is where we would do interviews. We want to. We're going to start bringing that in as soon we're all vaccinated up and we can have people come in and do yeah, interviews yeah. that's we're, we're really excited to be able to do that and that's something we're going to bring as soon as possible mm-hmm. and we really want to push it we want to advertise we want to get the word out we want people to tell all their friends because the show is going to get huge and you guys are going to be like oh yeah we know those guys we were there yeah. when they had only 10 fans <laughs> you know and yeah. i think i'm going to start putting out more stickers you know what i mean if we if you want stickers by the way and you're in the snow globe if you're in the audience listening you want stickers write us an email and let us know it's carolina snowflakes at gmail.com mm-hmm. i can send you stickers i'm going to be designing some new ones soon yeah and we'll get those up on uh facebook and instagram as well mm-hmm. if you don't follow yet you should yeah and i would really like to you know get some of those out cuz with people People getting vaccinated and you guys are going out and doing stuff. It's an opportunity to get those stickers out in the world and get people to know about the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. Yeah, because if you like what we do and we like what we do and you want to help us out as a listener, one of the best things you can do for us is just to share us. Mm-hmm. Share our podcast. Share a link. We're on all the major platforms. We're on iTunes, mm-hmm. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean. <laughs> all the things. All the things you can find us. Um, share us with your friends or your family or somebody you think who might enjoy what we do. And I believe the show is just going to continue to get better and better. And we've got a lot of cool ideas mm-hmm. and we're going to be able to expand it more. And with this independence from COVID coming, I just wanted to invite everybody out there that's listening to come join us and be part of this snow globe we're going to create together of like-minded liberal Southerners, Southerners who don't understand why the fuck Republicans do what they do. <laughs> yeah, and we like to laugh at it. And, and complain about and it. And complain. Yes. I don't that, think we complain too much, though. I usually just make fun. That's yeah, the we, we poke fun and, and satirize yes. the, the conservative side of yes. things. And honestly, in my vision, I have an idea of one day doing a, like a live show yeah. with a guest. 
Uh, and all those things are big, awesome ideas that we can pull off and that we can pull them off even faster and even bigger and even better if we have more listeners. And we can all make that happen and it will be awesome. Yeah. So the best thing to do right now is share. Yeah. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. That's right. And also, click a like on my Forged and Fur video because I've worked pretty hard on it. <laughs> yeah. Go to the YouTube, search Forged and Fur, watch least, the video and give it a thumbs up. <laughs> even if you don't like it, give it a thumbs up. I don't know how anybody can watch that and not like it. Yeah. It's pretty great. It is pretty great. Well, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary. Actually, today for us is the one-year anniversary before life changed into shit. Yeah, before everything went really bad. Last time it was a Friday. It was the 13th of March. It was Friday the 13th. And I got sick as shit, and so did you, and it was terrible. We did a whole episode about how horrible it was. we did. Um. And that, that, among other things, has got me thinking a little bit. And I wanted to kind of do uh, a little bit of uh, confessing, a little bit of soul confessing on the show, which I think oh, would, be, okay. which would be fun. All right. I, I've been thinking about the, uh, this notion that every time I hear anyone talking about how the pandemic has affected them, mm-hmm. they have to put a lot of disclaimers in there. So you're like, it hasn't been as bad for me as it has been for other people. I, I understand a lot of people died. There are nurses who are working their asses off and doctors who have been exposed and dying. Right. And then you start to complain a little bit about your experience with COVID, but then you go back. But then again, remember, it's not been so bad for me. And we all know all that's true. And I, I'm glad people are putting those disclaimers in because it's mm-hmm. important to put things into perspective, to understand and have empathy about the rest of the world on one hand. Right. But on the other hand... I feel like at least up until now, it's been obscuring a lot of the reality of what people have felt about COVID. And there have been some people who have enjoyed the pandemic or had positive things. Yeah, I I wouldn't say enjoy is the right word, but I think they're silver lining perhaps for some of us. And then there's a lot of guilt about even mentioning that or talking about it. Yeah. And if you do, you need to put a thousand million disclaimers in there. And like I said, normally I find that pretty good, but at this stage in the conversation it seems to be impeding communication right. at, at least from where i can see maybe because it's just a little too soon i think so but i i want to ask the audience out there if you have something you've wanted to say about how covid's affected you that's been it could be something negative but it's just not as bad as what happened to everyone else or it could be something that's been pretty good for you about the pandemic and you want to say it and you want to be able to like articulate it without being judged that you didn't put enough disclaimers. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to hear people's take on that because I think there's a lot of stories that are unsaid here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give an example and start with myself. Okay. So This is your confession? Th- yeah, this is my confession. All right. COVID has been horrible for everyone. All those disclaimers. It hasn't been that bad for me. There have been things that I really kind of like. I'm going to confess, I kind of like wearing a mask. In all honesty, it's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially during the wintertime when it was cold out. It yeah, was pretty nice. keep you warm. It was pretty nice. And the mask didn't ever really bother me. And I kind of like, I'm kind of shy socially, as weird as that sounds, being that I do a podcast. Mm-hmm. But Well, I, we had a whole yeah. episode on anxiety and right. social anxiety. <laughs> it certainly made it easier for me to just stay away from people and to just like. Yeah, you're, that's a good point. When you wear a mask, you're not as obligated to, well, as a woman, you're not as obligated to smile at strangers. Right. And no one's going to be like, hey, baby, turn that frown upside down. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you smile, good looking? Right. <laughs> like, why don't you fuck off? Yeah, see, that's a silver <laughs> lining. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And you may have noticed that in the last year, nobody, no fucking pretentious asshole white man has told you you need to smile more. No, not at all. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. That's a silver lining. But you wouldn't normally say that because right. it may sound insensitive. But my point is that 
it's only insensitive insofar as that you didn't put enough disclaimers. Right. And we could have that conversation forever and it would, you know what I mean? Not Uh get anywhere. Well, my COVID confession or silver lining of Mm -hmm. the whole last 12 months is I've actually enjoyed working from home. Yeah. And I think you might not be alone in that department. Yeah. And I'm like, this kind of opened up a whole new world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of like, huh. So you're telling me I can still do my job. But I don't have to get pants. But I don't have to actually put on pants. Yeah. (laughs) And I can do it from the comfort of my living room. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, anytime you discover you could accomplish something without pants is a good day. It really is a good day. <laughs> and so now that um, I've been vaccinated mm-hmm. and my coworkers are getting vaccinated, I feel this sort of like pressure of like, okay, well, now it's time to mm-hmm. go back. And I'm like, no. But why? I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> I, I don't think that's terribly uncommon. And I think they've been predicting it the whole time that a lot of people were going to, you know, remain working remotely because it was convenient. And they found in some industries that people were more productive. I actually feel like I was, have been more productive working from home. I've certainly heard that argument from people. Um, it's crazy. You wouldn't think that. Yeah. Um. And I don't know, I will say that I don't know that working for home, working from home is for everyone. Right. I, I think you have to be a certain kind of person. Yeah, I do too. To pull that off and, mm-hmm. and still be a productive employee. Mm-hmm. But I think I might be that kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> Introverted mm-hmm. and, um, but also driven. Yeah. So like, there, I still work. I'm at home and I'm not pantsed, but I'm still working. Yeah. And I'm getting things done. I'm checking off my little list of uh-huh. to-dos and getting it all accomplished. But I'm also able to do things like start a load of laundry mm-hmm. or tend to the cats. It seems like that's also good for your mental health because you don't have a giant list of shit to do as soon as you get home. Exactly. Yeah. Because I can I can intersperse those home chores in between my work chores right. and still get it all done and then have an evening free. I, I really do believe there are jobs like yours that you can be more productive working from home and that like it's going to be for the benefit of companies to make sure that those people keep doing what they were doing. I think you're going to find that's going to happen a lot all over. I do too. I think um, not maybe not my particular employer, but I think there's going to be some who look at just the finances, mm-hmm. just the cost yeah, of bottom keeping, line. yeah, just the cost of keeping a like physical office, whether right. you're leasing or buying or whatever, so much more expensive. I could give an example. So they found with police, right? When they give a police officer a take home car, they last way longer and mm. they end up saving money. Um, giving every cop their own take-home car than they do buying a pool and having everyone come in the pool. It's actually Interesting. cheaper. And the cops like it better. Because it's so a sense get... of ownership exactly. over the vehicle. Exactly. You get more more out and more money. And I think they're going to find there's going to be there's going to be people that went through this whole thing where it's going to be not only a bottom line issue, but also a morale issue. And if well, you I've get two already, birds stoned at once. You know, I've already, this is more confessions. I've already thought about like, going back and sitting in my office for eight hours every day. And it doesn't sound appealing to me at all. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just, I'm kind of like repulsed by it. Yeah. (laughs) So this is going to be a fun conversation with the boss. Yeah. (laughs) 
You should just send them the link to the show. Just be like, here, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> this will tell you everything. Right. Well, you know, speaking of confessions, I have another one that I used to deliver pizzas. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of what you would call a fan of the drive-thru. In fact, before COVID, I used to go through drive-thrus and e- eat in my car mm-hmm. so I could listen to what I like. Yeah, because you not... had your your Audible books mm-hmm. or your podcasts. Anything, like. whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm listening yeah. to this podcast sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, just instead of going in the restaurant, I'll just go through the drive-thru and eat in my car. I got used to it from, the, from basically living out of my car, working that way. Because you were delivering pizzas. And... The the speed and efficiency of drive through fast food drive throughs have improved twenty fold since the COVID started. You know, that's a good point. Yeah, and it's pretty dope. Because well, they had to. They had to. They had no choice. They literally couldn't let people into mm-hmm. the the restaurant side of things, the sit down side mm-hmm. for a long time. And now Chick Fil A is like, we can get sixteen thousand people a second through this. <laughs> yeah, because, just come on through. Because it's that's <laughs> they figured it out. And I gotta say, it's been awesome for somebody like me who who likes. Because uh, you want your food, you want it fast. Because you want to be able to sit and listen to whatever you had planned to right, listen to. Right, I gotta to pause during, it while we're ordering and stuff. It's annoying break. to me. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're like, Look, I don't got time to go in and sit down. No, no. I've always liked that, and and it just increased in efficiency so, so hard that it's been convenient. Basically, fast food has gotten even faster. Yeah, and better. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Huh. Yeah, so, you know, that's something I've noticed that I've been kind of happy about, but I've been afraid to say anything. I. Okay, here's another one. Before the pandemic started, we had switched to doing grocery pickup. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of still new here. Yeah. And a lot of people were very skeptical of it because Mm -hmm. uh, they were like, somebody's buying your groceries for you. Do you really trust them to pick out the right, you know, (laughs) tomato or whatever? Uh And I remember being like, no, it's really, it really works and it's good. And then the pandemic hit and then grocery pickup was like the way to get your groceries. Now they're even doing delivery. I like that that's been normalized. Yes. I like that that is like a way to do your grocery I'm shopping. I'm going to continue to continue to grocery shop that way. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so it's kind of like there's a silver lining. That uh-huh. I just I like didn't that it's really been normalized that like more people are, have done yes. it and now it's like, oh yeah, that's totally the way to get your groceries. Mm-hmm. As yeah. opposed to like, Ugh, you trust a stranger touching your food. <laughs> yeah, or I like that too. Yeah, and I've always found that weird because like a stranger's touching your food at a restaurant. Strangers touching your food from the time it's picked yeah. <laughs> and boxed and shipped yeah, and then put it, out into the produce. Section. I don't care if they touch the outside of my box of Pop Tarts. It's not really <laughs> gonna hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's Walmart food. I mean, it's all bagged and everything. It's not like you're buying right. fresh produce. Right. It's not a Whole Foods. Well, no. Walmart has fresh produce, and their produce section is actually pretty good. Yeah, I get that. I guess what I'm saying, it's not su- sushi, maybe? <laughs> sushi. Well, I mean, yes, no. But the that's the other thing. Restaurants that used to not offer takeout. Yeah, now they do. Now they do. Mm-hmm. How convenient we can go down to the mom and pop. Yeah. style you know diners and we don't have to go inside we can just get it to go just get it to go which i kind of like yeah because yeah, then we bring it back home watch forged in fire mm-hmm. and eat our eat our diner food yeah see i'm starting to realize there's a lot of these and i think these conversations are interesting and they're true and there's a lot there and then we're just not having them as much as as we should so maybe we should do a new bit we'll call it covid confessions 
Confessions. COVID Confessions. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I would I would be really curious to hear other people's take on this. I really want to hear from the snow globe. Yeah. Tell us, like, what's the silver lining been for you in And the it doesn't last even have to be silver linings. Months. It can be things that really suck, but you're afraid because everyone else's problems are so much harder. So I can give an example of that. So I just recently shaved for this forged and fur pit. And when I shaved... My face hasn't been shaved in a long time. I've had a beard. And you, so had the, the, you had the pandemic beard. Yeah, I had the pandemic beard. And the mask felt really weird on my face for like a week. It felt really <laughs> weird. Because like, for the first time ever, the mask was actually touching It was like face. I was on ecstasy because I could feel every inch of where the mask was touching my face like <laughs> yeah. simultaneously. Uh-huh. And it kind of felt good, but kind of naughty. It was, it was a whole thing. <laughs> it felt it good, but naughty. Like in a week... It was going on, and I was like, this is like kind of annoying. It's distracting at the least, but I can't tell anybody because, of course, masks are irritating to people. No one wants to hear it. And those people, everybody else has been wearing their masks up against their face for the last year. And no one wants to hear how awkward it is for my virgin (laughs) face flesh to be touched. But... That's that's another that's something I wanted to say, but like it it doesn't come out good because of everybody else right. having things yeah. having things worse. Yeah, that's a good point. So I I don't think it necessarily even has to be silver linings, although I think a lot of them probably are. Yeah, and I don't know. I think there's a lot of conversation to be had there. I think it's real. I think these feelings are are there, and people are bottling them up, and it's not good. To bottle up your feelings. Yeah, you got to let it out. And don't be afraid that you didn't do enough disclaimers. We all are in that boat. We all know. Yeah, and we've all been together in the last 12 months. We've Uh been in that shit show with you, man. Yeah, and it's okay sometimes to talk about your experience just isolated as your experience. Uh, Therapists do that. It's it's okay to do that sometimes. You shouldn't carry that out into the world all the time. Empathy is very important. Oh, yeah. And that's why people do the disclaimers and things when they're talking usually. But my contention here is that we need to have a space where we can just think about ourselves and how it's affected us. And it'd be okay to do that. A COVID confession space. Yes, a COVID confession space. And if you like our confessions and you want to hear, we've done lots of confessions on lots of different topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a whole bunch of episodes on that on our website. Carolinasnowflakes.com. And we have weekly episodes that come out there every single Monday. Mm-hmm. And we have a community of people on Facebook that's growing and growing. I love it. It's where the snow globe hangs out. It is. Facebook.com forward slash Carolina Snowflakes. And if you want to share a COVID confession somewhere other than Facebook where everyone can see it and you don't want us to read it on the show, just let me know and you can send it to our email. Carolinasnowflakes at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.